0: Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Monday, May 20th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton. And wow, that was an ending to Game of Thrones over the weekend. Uh, this is going to be my like, review and a little bit of maybe retrospective about the whole series of Game of Thrones. So that's your spoiler warning. And uh, I'm just going to come right out there and say I really liked it. I did. I apparently am in the minority of people on Twitter that really liked the ending, thought it was very appropriate, and it left me feeling satisfied, ultimately. It was a bittersweet ending, but all the characters seemed to go where they needed to go, where they they belonged. And actually, I think it was a much more happy ending than I expected. So what happened in this episode? uh, If you're listening to this, you've probably seen it, so you know that Uh, the biggest thing that happened in this episode is that the the biggest unexpected thing, the one thing I did not really expect was going to happen, was Bran made king. Now, i got to say, up until this point, I have thought that the decisions they made uh, from the the character directions on the show have been well thought out, foreshadowed. I think they have better support behind them than a lot of the critics um, think. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of the criticism of this last season has really been conflating issues of pacing with issues of writing. I don't think the writing's actually been bad. I think it's been quite good actually, and I think the characters uh, have been rather consistently, um, you know, j- uh, written. It's just that I think a lot of people had a misconception of what these characters were, or they were in some ways oversimplifying them, like like Jaime going back, leaving Brienne, going back to Cersei. That actually makes sense for his character, because he's repeatedly done that over and over again. But it feels like it comes out of nowhere because all the time was compressed together. You know, Daenerys uh, becoming the Mad Queen feels like it comes out of nowhere because of the time compression more than anything else. And so, in this case, though, this is one of those cases where they really did not set this up particularly well. It kind of makes sense at the end, uh, but it's it's almost like uh, in this in this particular case, they were deliberately um, lying to us about Bran because multiple times he said he you know he's not can't be a lord of anything he doesn't want anything he's a three eyed raven and then he and then he's, he has a line that says in this episode why do you think I came all this way something like that as if he knew that he was going to be made king I don't know there's a lot of questions about Bran Bran was not my favorite character but I didn't I didn't hate him like a lot of people did the the problem with Bran is that he never. He doesn't really do much, and making him king actually makes a lot of sense. Of all the characters, it's he and Jon Snow are the two characters that would have probably the the best shot of actually being a successful king, along with I guess Tyrion, but no one would accept him as king. And um, they actually brought that up in the episode, which I liked. But Bran. <laughs> Brand is king. That just comes out of left field, okay? Uh I think that's okay though. They wanted to have one big surprise there at the end. And it turns out if you remember, I believe Bran was the first POV character. I think I read that somewhere from the books and I think he was one of the first characters shown on the the show. So, Brand the Broken is is the winner of the of the game. And it's it's kind of f- funny. He doesn't need a throne, so they destroyed the game the throne and so technically no one actually won the the throne, but um I guess Bran doesn't need one because he has his custom built chair that he they made. And I'm now wondering if they made that they made that whole line like an episode or two ago where he says that it was a uh, like the same he had it custom made like it's the same one that some ancestor or whatever had. And it was like a little bit weird when they brought that up. It's like a very specific detail. And I wonder now if the reason <laughs> that was brought up is is kind of like oh well he now he has a nice throne of his own kind of thing. It's a nice chair. Nice chair. I don't know. Just kind of stuck stuck with me until now, so I don't mind that Bran was was the guy. Uh, I think Tyrion's speech was was quite eloquent, and uh, I think he's right. Stories <clears throat> stories are what really motivate people. Stories are what keep um, people together, or can point them in one direction or another. I actually like that whole scene with with them with the council uh, because the uh, it was very funny when Sam brought up like, basically invented democracy, and everybody laughed at him. <laughs> I was like, because that was a fan theory. It feels like a lot of this episode res- was responses to fan theories, but that was like a fan theory. Was like, maybe they'll become a uh, democracy, which is kind of ludicrous in, in that world, but they kind of, they did end up making one step towards democracy, because now, instead of having a hereditary king, they're gonna have the lords vote, essentially, on a new person every time they need a new king. So that's one step towards democracy. I could imagine that one of those lords eventually becomes an elected lord, you know, uh, and you know you can you could see a future where potentially uh, they go towards a full democracy. It's definitely breaking the wheel in a, in a real sense that Daenerys always wanted to do was to break that wheel, and it certainly does that because now you have you no longer have the hereditary kings. If it lasts, uh, you know, and we will never know. Uh, but I like the ending of this series. It kind of ties into all all of the themes of Game of Thrones. You know, one of the themes is that the the hard work of actually running a kingdom, run, running a country, like, that is something that's put on display a lot, especially with Tyrion and the multiple times he's been the Hand, you know, the king. And in this one, they, they end on that, you know? They basically end on that, Tyrion, with his small council, I think it's called, right? And they start squabbling immediately about things. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. That's that's how how it's going to be. Like, they won. They beat the army of the dead. They they stopped Daenerys from becoming like a conqueror of the world. Um, And so, what's what's left is now the hard work of the nitty gritty details, and that's what Tyrion's good at, and that's what needs to be done, and that's always the focus of the show more than anything else is those gritty details. So, I actually like that. I think it made a lot of sense thematically. I know I'm jumping around the episode, but. Uh, I just had to get to the king part and <laughs> get that out of the way. I think Bran is going to be a good king in the series uh, if, it, if it were to continue. Um, I think ultimately, though, it, it's kind of like Tyrion became king in a way because he's basically be, going to be doing all the work and Bran's going to be out warging in the dragons. I think I think that was the implication. He's going to warg in the Drogon to find him. I don't know. But uh, it seems like a good choice. I, I like it. It was I, I really expected it to be Jon, ultimately. But this is this is good. But it did come out of left field. That one, <laughs> that one really did. So other things happen. Um, that amazing shot in the beginning when Daenerys walks out to give a, a talk to her troops and the dragon lifts his wings behind her. That's going to be an iconic moment for this series forever. Like when I'm re- rewatching, like that's going to be screen capped and you know all over the place. That was amazing, and I love the outfit they put her in. Like they just went full on. You know, Empire, <laughs> Dark Side. You know, I am conqueror of the world, Daenerys. And uh, uh, she came out there and gave that whole speech about, you know, sh- you know, going around the world. Um, John, you know, oh Tyrion, of course, going up to her and and throwing away his the hand uh, of the king, hand uh, the queen. That was good. That was emotional. That was uh, impactful because he essentially walked into his death. He knew that he was going to be executed. Um. <clears throat> So that was a brave thing to do and and if he had been killed right like, right there on the spot, it still would have been a good end for that character luckily he he didn't die ultimately, but uh I did like that i mean standing up to her and then J- John, of course, like she's in the background, just doesn't know what to do. It's easy to look at John though in this series especially the last few seasons and and feel like he didn't do anything, but I don't think that's true uh John was always a character wrestling with his own like very strong sense of ethics and morality duty uh like like Ned Stark you know and he's he's a pretty stoic character actually so it makes sense to me that he's not immediately giving away a lot and he's wrestling with his decision because he does love Daenerys and he did pledge himself to her and that's important to him that he wouldn't normally violate that um that particular pledge and I wonder the show doesn't really make it clear when he decides that he has to stop Daenerys, but I think it happened during their conversation in the throne room. Um, I, I don't think he, he knew what he was going to do. I think he was going to go up there and talk to her and try to see if he could reason with her. Uh, that's my, my headcanon. The, when, when he did approach Drogon and he's buried, buried in the snow, which was a really cool scene, uh, I liked that. Uh, I wasn't sure where they were going to go with that. I thought maybe they would do something else, but no. That was cool. He just, you know... Apparently, Drogon had some respect for him. (laughs) Uh, But that's Seaman Daenerys. uh, It's over real quick. But it works for me, I think. Because what else was going to happen? Honestly, what else was going to happen? She wasn't going to die in some grand battle. Uh, The only time she could be taken out is alone. The only person who could get close to her would be Jon. How else is it going to go down? It's it's not going to be a big fight. She's not you know, going to get into a, a sword fight with John. No, it's going to be quick and as painless as he can do it. And that's exactly what happened. And it was pretty brutal. Um, You know, she was... I mean, the last thing she sees is the love of her life basically betraying her, but then the last thing he sees is the love of his life dying by his own hand, or the second love of his life, anyway. And he's doing it out of duty, like always. Like, I like John, the character, John Snow. Uh, I like his character. I think he, he is the most consistently, like, ethically you know, straightforward character, like, to the point of doing stupid stuff. So, <clears throat> some some online, they I saw on Twitter afterwards, people were like, so did he just go and tell the Unsullied that he killed her? <laughs> you know, actually, that's quite possible that he did, that he just said that. Um, but be, before he, before that happened, like, Drogon senses that, you know, d- uh, Daenerys is dead, and I, I thought what was gonna happen, the last time we talked about this, I, I gave it, like, 50-50 shot that he would live, so I thought when Drogon came, he was totally gonna, like, blast Jon, <laughs> but nope, destroys the throne, and there's different debates about whether Drogon was intelligent enough to, like, be destroying the throne symbolically, because obviously the throne being destroyed is, is symbolism for the audience, but is it symbolism within the show? Like, does the dragon know that it was the pursuit of this stupid throne that ultimately brought Daenerys' downfall and death? Or is he just angry and just so happens to miss Jon? Or is he, does he, like, you know what I mean? Like, why doesn't he just blow away Jon? Maybe the dragon just didn't know, doesn't understand that Jon killed her. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's open to interpretation there. How smart are dragons in this universe? It's not really clear how smart they are, you know? But uh, that was pretty intense, too, because anytime there's an animal involved, you know, it's always kind of uh, an intense scene. And they did a good job with that, you know, trying to nudge her awake and then taking her body and flying away. But once that's done, once the, once she's, the body's been f- taken away, it's like, I guess John really had to go ahead and tell them I killed her and they didn't kill him on the spot. I, I, you know, like, I don't know how else is going to happen. Or maybe his soldiers came up there when they saw the dragon flying away. I don't know. I don't know. I, I could see him being honorable enough to say, yeah, I killed Daenerys. Um, so, the deal they made with the, the the way the characters ended is what I thought was most appropriate about this. This episode was not exciting in any way uh, because it really was just about just finishing up the arc. It was about basically, how are we going to kill Daenerys <laughs> and what's going to happen to our characters? And The opening shot, though, with Tyrion walking through the devastation and seeing, like, that soldier weeping in the background, that completely horribly burned dude just, like, walking past him silently, I have no idea why he wasn't screaming, like, that was an intense moment, and and that was, uh, I think, to just reiterate to the audience that this was a really messed up thing to happen. Uh, Of course, Tyrion has the best lines in this episode, but... The ultimate fate of all these characters, I think, works out. Tyrion being the Hand of the King makes total sense. That's what he's best suited for, and it does give him a chance to make up for his mistakes, as it were. Bran being the king, we discussed, uh, makes sense, even if it probably comes out of left field. Um, Sansa being able to break away the North is a little unexpected. Uh, I mean, I guess she did say earlier she wanted the North to be, uh, you know, separate, but... It's kind of interesting. She says that nobody else decides that they also want to break away, but okay, that makes sense. So she's queen of the north. Totally makes sense. I was expecting her to at least be warden of the north if they weren't going to split it off. And, and then, um, you know, Brienne, where her her where she is. That was a, that was good. I I like that he that she wrote down Jamie's deeds and, uh, his story ends up ultimately being heroic, as it should be in that book. You know, because the book is is about their heroic deeds, but she loved him enough to not, to not like defame his name or anything in there, or she's honorable enough to not do that. Because <clears throat> um, he did a lot of heroic stuff. I mean, at least you can interpret it that way Uh, because all these characters are complicated. Uh, I like Jamie because of his greatness. He was a disgusting, awful human being in one, on one hand, on the other hand, he followed this uh, code, uh, you know, as a knight in other situations, you know, and he was a complicated character. Man, when 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 Tyrion found his siblings buried under the rubble, that was that was pretty intense. That really was, and I, I guess that is probably why they were just killed there, because it, it it gave Tyrion an opportunity to find them, because he was just looking to see if his brother got out. Okay, uh, if they had died in a more flashy way. Then uh, he probably wouldn't have been. You ha- wouldn't be able to have that scene where he just finds them, and you now weeps at what he's lost. Because again, they were evil characters in many ways, especially Cersei. But still, his siblings and he loved them. And so it—that's what made this show great. The characters were much more rounded and three-dimensional, and their their sense of ethics and duty and everything was m- was much more complex than you'll normally see especially in a fantasy show there wasn't just good and evil there was just all kinds of gradations of gray and even the worst characters had redeeming qualities to them and they had opportunities to redeem themselves um you know even if they chose not to or, or they ended up going back on it later like jamie did uh, even cersei i mean it's also a testament to the amazing acting in the show which is the highlight i think as well as well as the cinematography but, uh, back to the ultimate fates of everybody, um, I guess, who who else is left, uh, Arya probably has the best ending, It's exactly what I thought was gonna happen with her, gets on a boat and goes west, although, I gotta ask, how does nobody know what's west of Westeros, like, nobody's ever come from the west and landed on the, on their shores, no one's ever explored that way, like, if no one's ever gone that way, how does she even get a boat full of people to just, Go out into the unknown like that, <laughs> you know. Like I, I don't. I'm a little confused as to how nobody ever bothered to to go out to the sea to see if there's anything out there. Uh, I'm sure there's another continent out there, right? Probably. I would love to see that show. Like if they're they're making these uh, prequels, but I want to see like a sequel or, where it's Arya exploring the completely unknown lands west of Westeros. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, George R. R. Martin should you uh, should write that book when he gets finished the main the main books. <laughs> like twenty years. Uh that's that was probably a perfect ending. <clears throat> and then uh John's ending. John's and John's ending is super bittersweet. I mean it's it's basically the thesis of the whole show in his ending. His his ethics, his duty. Um he he always doing the right thing despite the, the sacrifice. Like he, he sacrifices everything ultimately to do the right thing, that he's not even sure that he's correct. Because that's the deal with this show. There isn't one ultimate right answer. Daenerys goes kind of mad with power, but she did technically liberate the people of Westeros. I mean, she did it in the most horrific, awful way. She had the mentality of a dictator, but you could see her from her perspective, she believed what she was doing was right. That's what made her ultimate turn as a villain, to me, interesting. Because she's the hero of her own story. All of the things that I believe were indicators that she was going to turn to the dark side, as it were, can also be looked at as indicators that she was righteous. And uh, I I like that, and I think that's kind of the central point of the show, that, like, no one is ultimately perfect and righteous and good. There is no ultimate good and evil, you know? Like, the the closest thing I had was, like, the Night King, which was just kind of dispatched up quickly. Because that's not again. That's not the point. That wasn't the point of the show. Apparently, it was not the Night King. Uh, it really was these people and the imperfect people we have. So I liked John. John's ending because it it, it is it is kind of like it. It's still kind of a happy ending though, in a way, because he you know taking the black and going up north. He's pretty broken, I think, from losing both loves of his life. I don't think it's the, the, the issue of him <laughs> you know, uh, not being able to take a wife is going to matter too much to him. But he always did want to go north. He wanted to live up there. I mean, he's more comfortable up there, so sure, why not? It kind of makes sense. He gets to go back up there, gets to pet his dog finally, gets to hang, hang out with his friends. Gets, I guess he becomes the Lord Commander again up there. I mean, it seems about happy endings you're going to get being banished up there like he was in the beginning. Uh you know in a lot of ways he is he takes after Ned Stark even though Ned's not his father because Ned was Ned was killed because he was too stubbornly honorable and uh it took someone with that kind of stubborn sense of of honor to uh a duty to get rid of Daenerys at that moment too uh and suffer the consequences I'm actually kind of surprised, though, that he lived. I mean, I really thought they were just going to, like, straight up, like, kill him. <laughs> because, I, I don't know, that, that, that took some negotiating skill to get the uh, Unsullied to not, not kill him. But here's a question, like, what happened to Dothraki? I guess there's kind of a scene of when, the, when the Unsullied are going out on the boats, and I guess they're all going to go and be, like, a roving band of, I don't know, of, like, soldiers who liberate places. I, I guess that's the implication. And, and the Dothraki, I think, are on some of those boats. Like, where? what happened to Dothraki? And how come they weren't, like, there with our representative or something asking for, for his head? I don't know. I guess because they're uh, they a they part of the military, and, and Daenerys made uh, Grey Worm the, the the master of war or whatever. So he's the only one who had authority, I guess. Um, but still, like, the Dothraki, the Unsullied, I can understand, they just are soldiers that just follow a chain of command. But I'm surprised that the Dothraki didn't go and, like, riot, you know? But, you know, oh, well. <laughs> It's a little weird that they didn't really mention the Dothraki, but okay, so be it. Uh, the ultimate fate of all these characters, though, I think it made sense. It, it felt right to me, even if I really wish they had another season of episodes worth to, to flesh this out. I mean, Daenerys' turn could have been handled with you know more grace <clears throat> the, the last several episodes. The, the battle with the Night King could have been more interesting, like, everything about this last season, was, and the last two seasons, I would say, were rushed, and I don't really understand it, that's my main criticism of the show, I love this show, actually, it really grew on me over the years, and I think that it ended quite well, I really do, but I think it could have been a lot better if only they had let it breathe more, and I, I still do not understand this, because from what I understand uh. I don't think it was a money thing per se. Like, I think HBO is probably willing to give them more money for some more episodes or even more seasons, but they didn't want to for whatever reason. And that's fine, because you can't ask people to do a show forever. But what, if they were going to choose this number of episodes, I just feel like they, they, didn't, quite, they, didn't, they didn't quite have enough to work with. Uh, you know, they, they were just cramming too much plot in, too many time compressions and all. So the show's lo- internal logic suffered for it. But ultimately, I think the thematic thrust of the show was intact. I think the, the 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 message of the show is still there, and the message of the show is I think complicated too. um What does it ultimately all mean? you know Game of Thrones i don't know i think it's I think it's ultimately like a story of really flawed people about the complexity of of ruling the pursuit of power, and its consequences. I mean, because ultimately, the, the person who takes ultimate power at the end, Bran, literally wants nothing. Like, he doesn't want anything. He doesn't want any power. And the person who who is his hand is a person who has never really had power, uh, you know, in real sense, because he's always been, you know, uh, you know, he was always hated. But he, he, at least, he understands how to wield power, though. But he doesn't want to hurt anybody. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to like just grab power for himself. So he's like a perfect person for that. And Jon Snow is someone who also didn't want power. It was always thrust on him because he would make the right decision, as it were, and sacrifice when it was necessary. Um and Sansa is somebody who I think did want power, but actually more wanted more cared about her preservation of her family and traditions. And then Arya Arya was granted a lot of power in a in a way. Her ability to as an assassin was intense, but she was never going to be, or never fit into the rigid, um, like aristocracy. There, you know, they they never, she never fit into the the whole lords and ladies thing to begin with. So she became an adventurer, and that that works for her too. She, you know. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, I don't know, I think the, ultimately, people are going to be debating what the ultimate message of this show was, and whether or not they succeeded in, uh, delivering on that promise. But I gotta say, after all these seasons, was like, eight seasons of this and like, almost a decade of watching this. Um, I, there's few shows that I can think of that had a more had a more satisfying ending for me, and I know that's not true for all the fans of the show. A lot of people did not like that ending, but I did. Uh, I found it was it, it was pretty much what I expected, not exactly in terms of plot mechanics, but in terms of where the characters were going to be at the end, uh, if they were alive. <laughs> uh, I actually thought it was more hopeful and a happier ending than I expected, and uh. It, yeah. You know, I think the show as a whole is probably going to stick with me, even though the specifics of the ending episode probably won't because it just wasn't the most interesting stuff happening on screen after all the action-packed episodes we had prior. But uh, I don't regret watching the show for all these years. Uh, I think it was uh, an amazing mix of writing and of storytelling of acting, cinematography costumes and effects and it was a work of art, ultimately it was a work of art on television that we got to watch every week for a short sense of time whenever <laughs> whenever it was airing on HBO and uh I think it's it's left an indelible mark on the TV landscape in popular culture for sure and uh well, I don't know if there's much more to say. It's a good show. If you have not seen it, well, I've spoiled the whole thing for you, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's still worth watching, I think. Uh, if you've seen the show, if you, w- what are your feelings? I'd love to hear what you thought about it, because, again, I've, I've kind of rambled about what I thought. But it's, I'm still kind of processing it. Uh, you can get a hold of me, though. Um, find me on Twitter at Stolten. You can find the contact form at the DailyCronPodcast.com, the website. Uh, let me know what you think. And uh, that's going to be it for this Daily Cron episode. Talk to you next time. Later.